This is the Ontario Family Law Podcast, featuring issues related to marriage, separation, divorce, child custody, support, property, and even some child welfare issues. It's a companion to the book, The Guide to the Basics of Ontario Family Law, which is available on Amazon. My name is John Schumann. I'm a certified specialist in family law, practicing as a lawyer, mediator, and arbitrator, and I am the partner managing the family law group at Devery Smith Frank LLP in Toronto. Today on the podcast, why personal injury victims also need a family law lawyer. People who suddenly find themselves seriously injured have a very rough time. They can become very dependent on their personal injury lawyer to assist them with organizing care and creating sources of money to look after the needs of the victim and the needs of the victim's family. At that time, life can also seem overwhelming. The last thing a victim wants may be to speak to another professional. But if you've been seriously injured, there are some very good reasons to speak to a family law lawyer to make sure that you have what you need going forward. Serious injuries or illnesses can cause a lot of change and stress in a family's life. Sometimes the family becomes stronger, but often the changes in the stress are just too much for spouses. Maybe it is that he is not the man I married anymore, or maybe it's I can't do the around-the-clock care, or maybe it's just that things are too overwhelming, seem hopeless, or are too difficult. It could be that families do not get enough emotional and psychological support after an injury. In any event, family lawyers see a lot of families that have broken down after a serious injury. Many victims just assume that they are protected from having their awards taken away in family court. After all, the award or settlement was based on what the victim actually needed. Victims also hear that property division under the Ontario Family Law is not supposed to touch damages payments awarded for personal injury. However, that is not entirely the case, and there are things that the victims of personal injury need to know about family law. Damages for personal injury are excluded from the property calculation of marriage breakdown. Common law couples cannot make family law act claims to each other's property in any event. However, there are parts of personal injury settlements or awards that do not fall under the family law definition of damages. Under family law, damages means payments for pain and suffering. It may also mean payments to cover care costs or special equipment or renovations that are necessary as a result of a disability resulting from an injury. Under family law, Damages that are exempted from Family Law Act claims may not include the portion of a settlement that is intended to replace lost income. In addition, a disability pension is a pension that the Family Law Act considers property and that must be divided on separation. The right to receive future income under a contract, such as the written settlement between the parties to a personal injury action, may, but is not always, fall under the definition of property to be divided. Where there has been a payment or payments to replace lost income, but that has not been considered property to be divided, it may still be considered income for the purposes of spousal or child support. So child or spousal support can be based on the income that the income replacement payment replaced. Depending on the circumstances, that can result in more than half of the income replacement being paid as child support or spousal support or payments or both. There are a few other problems. The biggest is with matrimonial homes. I've done a lot of podcasts that cover the financial problems that matrimonial homes can create. But for disabled people, the problems can be devastating. Under the Family Law Act, unless the parties have a marriage contract to the contrary, the full value of all matrimonial homes, and spouses can have more than one, such as a city home and a cottage, is included in the property division calculation. 
the exclusions do not apply to matrimonial homes. However, often injured people have to make significant modifications to their homes to live in them after a disabling injury. The house may need ramps, elevators, widened doors, lowered counters, special bathrooms, or other expensive modifications. The cost of that special equipment would otherwise be excluded from the property calculation as damages. However, since those modifications are made to a matrimonial home and the home is not excluded, neither are those modifications. The same principle applies if the injured person used the damages payment to pay down the mortgage on the matrimonial home. Their spouse gets the benefit of half of whatever the injured person paid down on the mortgage because matrimonial homes are always included in property to be divided, no matter how they've been modified. Even worse, if the home is the main asset and it must be included in the calculation, the injured person may have to sell it to make the equalization payment and may be left without enough money to buy a new home and make the necessary modifications to that new home. Another problem may be that the uninjured parents and the kids may get to stay in the modified home if the uninjured parent is successful in getting an order for exclusive possession of that home. That could leave the injured person without an appropriate place to live. Hiring a lawyer could be critical to making sure that the judge understands how necessary it is for a disabled spouse to be in the home with the modifications. Another mistake that an injured person may make is putting the damaged payments into joint assets, such as a joint account. Once an excluded asset, such as a damages payment, has been commingled with the spouse's assets, it is no longer excluded. Putting money into a joint account can make excellent sense for estate planning reasons. But when the spouses separate, the spouse that put the money into a joint account can lose half or more of it. It may be possible to still claim the exclusion for the damages payment if the injured spouse can trace where the money went through a joint asset. But tracing can be difficult or impossible and sometimes only some of the funds can be traced. As I noted previously, being injured does not mean you do not have to pay child support or spousal support. The part of any award that related to income replacement can be considered income for support. In addition, being disabled does not necessarily mean an injured person cannot work. Ontario Family Law and Canadian Divorce Law expect that support payers will work if they are able and make as much as they can. If a judge believes that the injured person can go to work and earn an income or earn more than they are currently earning, the judge will order support based on that higher income, even if the injured person is not making it. So even if an injured spouse's personal injury settlement has been protected from property division, that spouse can still lose a lot of it to support. If you are anticipating receiving a personal injury settlement, it would be a good idea to speak to a family lawyer before the deal is completed. The family law lawyer can help you make plans and offer advice on the settlement to make sure that there is some predictability to what happens if there's a marriage or relationship breakdown. A good family lawyer can also advise you what to do with your settlement so that you do not unintentionally give it to your spouse. Also, although you cannot fix everything with a marriage contract, for example, you can opt out of child support or set the custody terms, you can do a lot regarding spousal support and property. You can set down how your settlement will be divided on separation or set out that it will not be. The injured spouse can make sure that he or she can stay in the home modified to accommodate any disabilities. You can also specify how much spousal support will be paid between the parties, if any. In short, you and your spouse can work out what would be a fair way to address the personal injury settlement proceeds in order to prevent a hardship. 
Listen to my podcast on marriage contracts or and cohabitation agreements to hear what you have to do to have a valid and enforceable domestic contract. On separation, spouses may no longer be friendly. Many times, the uninjured spouse has gone after that special home or support or sought a big chunk of the settlement as property equalization and then gone after even more for support. That can drain away the money that was intended to meet the needs of the unfortunately disabled person. I have not discussed child custody and access issues in relation to personal injury victims. This is because the fact of a disability is not a factor that a judge is to consider in deciding parenting issues unless the disability affects parenting. Obviously, a spouse can make the accusation that a brain injury impairs a person's judgment or makes that person dangerous. Another allegation can be that the injured person has become dependent on medications that impair the ability to make decisions or to parent. In some circumstances, a physical disability can mean that a person is unable to carry out important parenting tasks. When any of those accusations arise, it is important for the injured person to speak to a good family lawyer to develop a strategy to respond to them. That strategy may involve hiring other professionals to disprove the concerns and convince the judge that the injured person deserves to be an involved parent. A good family lawyer working with a personal injury lawyer will protect the benefits and settlement proceeds that an injured person requires to meet his or her needs throughout life. This is the Ontario Family Law Podcast. My name is John Schumann. You can reach me at www.devrylaw.ca. That's www.devrylaw.ca. Or by calling 416-446-5847. I hope you have found this discussion of personal injury settlements and how to protect them interesting and informative. We will talk again soon about other family law topics. Thanks for listening.